Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and on this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Rays struggle in October. One of the most admired teams in all of baseball over the last decade and a half have been the Tampa Bay Rays, who were laughing stocks before they took devil out of their names. To give you some context, over the last five seasons, the Rays have the fifth best record in the sport with 421 wins and 287 losses, and since changing their names in 2008, have the fourth best record with 1,269 wins and 1,060 losses, and they've made the postseason nine times, making it all the way to the World Series twice, yet walked away both times without a win, losing to Cole Hamels and the Phillies and Corey Seager and the Dodgers. They've kind of got a reputation as a team that's never going to get the job done in October. And that continued this postseason as yet again the team lost 2-0 in the wild card round versus the Texas Rangers. So what exactly is holding this team back? For one, for me, they've never had a consistent core due to the fact that they have a low payroll. If you want to talk about what went wrong this particular season, they did lose infielder Wander Franco to a suspension. Tyler Glass now a pitcher with all the promise in the world missed time, and they lost their clear ace, Shane McClanahan, who was the favorite to win AL Cy Young at the time of his injury. Now, baseball isn't like basketball, where it's all about the star players, but still, the Rays are a very good team, but there's a reason their players are not super well-known. They have one position player I think has a chance to be elite, outfielder Randy Orozarena. He's a guy who, you Year in and year out, you know what you're going to get. But let's look at a guy like third baseman Isaac Paredes, who drove in 98 runs to lead the team. His career high before that was 40. Is this sustainable for him, or is this a guy who had a one-off great season? The Rays are a team who is greater than the sum of their parts, and that's their greatest strength, but it's also their big downfall, is that their parts aren't that phenomenal. Their single players aren't super well-known, and again, there's a reason for that. So at the very beginning, when the Rays were just starting to get good, they were having super high draft picks. They were drafting high in the draft every single year. They were coming out with guys like Carl Crawford, B.J. Upton, Delman Young. The list goes on and on. Evan Longoria, David Price. They were drafting correctly, but the Rays have been so good for so long that they're not getting those super high draft picks anymore. And that's the way that they built their team in the first place. Now they're winning 99 to 100 games with a low payroll team and they're not drafting super well young star players anymore because they're not bad enough to get those high draft picks. So not only are they not spending money like the Yankees or Red Sox, their division rivals, but they're also not getting those super high draft picks to put together a really solid team to get guys like Carl Crawford. Those are the only ways the Rays are going to end up with those kind of star caliber players because let's be honest, the Rays are not a free agent destination. The Orioles who won their division, the AL East, are where they are because of their young players like Adley Rutschman. The way that they got that guy was to be bad for a little while. It's weird to say this 
but being this consistent really isn't helping out the Rays put together a long-term successful baseball team. Another opinion I have about the Tampa Bay Rays is they clearly don't value good starting pitching enough. This year, they had three really good starters. Zach Eflin, who won 16 games, McClanahan, who won 11, and Glasnow, who won 10. They are a team who relies way too heavily on the bullpen. And my take on bullpens is, yes, it's great to have a great bullpen during the regular season, but I believe in the playoffs, that's when the starting pitching takes over. And when the Rays have made the World Series, they've had clear aces with James Shields, David Price, you also had Blake Snell. That guy won the Cy Young Award the year the Rays made it all the way to the World Series against the Dodgers. I believe it's fair to compare these Tampa Bay Rays to the Moneyball Oakland A's, a team that maxed out the talent they had, but at the end of the day, they did not have enough to win it all. And those kind of teams are always more interesting in the moment than they are over time. Like, we're not going to remember this Rays team if they don't eventually end up winning a World Series. Yes, it's great because they started out as a laughing stock of an organization. Nobody was talking about the Rays. They are a respected organization, but they're not up there with the Astros, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Phillies, the Red Sox, the Yankees. Those teams have won World Series titles recently, and the Rays have never won a World Series in their existence. That's what would get people excited, and they've had chances. They were against the Phillies back in 2008, and they didn't get the job done, and the same against the Dodgers. They had a real chance to win that series, and it didn't happen, and now every single season for the Rays feels the same. You start the season not knowing what to expect from them, but deep down you know they're going to win 95 to 99 games because somehow they're going to figure it out even though on paper they have absolutely nothing spectacular and that's super impressive to get the job done with not the most talented roster of all time and that's great that's great you're going to get people who rave about you but at some point people are sick and tired of doing the same song and dance where you're like super impressed with the Rays Yet at the same time, you think they should be winning more than what they are. Because if they're really that good during the regular season, they should show up during the postseason. And for whatever reason, they're not showing up at the same rate. And I do think it's star power. When the Rays were really good in 2008, it was because they had a guy in Evan Longoria who was becoming the face of the organization. I look at the Rays right now and I go, who really is their best? player because it wasn't Wander Franco even before the suspension. If they had had him during the postseason, I don't believe they would have gone any further. He was a really good player. I don't think he was a great player. Again, the one guy on the roster who I believe has the potential to be that guy is Randy Rosarena, and he's not there yet. I believe he will get there, but the time is ticking because at some point, they're going to have to pay Randy some serious money, and in all likelihood, he'll end up on another team. People who follow baseball need to stop being surprised by the Rays doing well in the regular season and not doing well in the postseason, because it's been the same thing almost every season the last 10 years. They
they are one of the best regular season teams. I don't know the formula. I don't know how they get it done. I don't watch enough Tampa Bay Rays games. I only really watch them when they face the Boston Red Sox, the team that I root for, but I always walked away impressed by them. They have a really good thing going. They know how to win a lot of regular season games, and some of that probably has to do with analytics. Some of that has to do with the talent on their roster is far exceeding people's expectations. The front office deserves a boatload of credit for that. I think another part of it has to do with Kevin Cash being one of the best managers in baseball, and before that, they had Joe Madden. I think having a good manager in these type of situations when your team is not stacked is really important. And both times the Rays have picked the perfect manager for them. The reason they have had a lot of success is due to the fact that they've had Joe Madden and now Kevin Cash, who should routinely win manager of the year. You can't even name five Rays on the roster without looking them up. They've always find these no-name relievers who who have this spectacular run of success with the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are at the same time overrated and underrated. Overrated in a sense that when winning 95 games in a regular season is no longer impressive unless it leads to postseason success. Underrated because they don't sell out. They don't have a great fan base. They play at a ballpark that's hated by baseball fans alike. And the conversation about them is never about the actual baseball team. It's about the team's lack of attendance. They don't have a real solid fan base. It sounds like they're going to continue to be the Tampa Bay Rays. There's talks of a new ballpark that needs to happen because I don't feel like people want to go to Tropicana. But does Florida really deserve two baseball teams? Because they're kind of both striking out. I mean, I like the Miami Marlins. They're a good fan base. They've won two World Series titles in Miami. Yet, is anybody really a Miami Marlins fan? And I feel the same way about the Rays. They don't have real fans. What I find odd about the Tampa Bay Rays is I don't feel like their success should be copied by other teams. Like how they build a baseball team is not how other teams should do it. I'm a fan of the Boston Red Sox. And the Boston Red Sox had Heim Bloom, who worked for the Rays, run their baseball operations. And it didn't work because the fan base in Boston wasn't willing to accept that's how the Red Sox should build their baseball teams. Because big market teams and big market fans expect their teams to spend money. The Rays are able to get away with this because nobody is expecting them to spend money because they don't have money to spend. They are patient. Look at Andrew Friedman. He left the Rays. He's not building baseball teams the same way he built the Rays. Now, he was the master behind the Rays having all of that success, but look at how he's building the Dodgers with star power. Freddie Freeman. Mookie Betts, and that's what led him to a World Series title. Star power matters in baseball, and how you get star power is by spending money. And that's a sad truth about the Rays, is they'll never be one of those top spending teams. I mean, this past season, they spent $79 million on their baseball team. Now, you can look at the Rays and 
say they had more success than the Padres who missed the postseason. They had more success than the Mets who missed the postseason. And those two teams spent a boatload of money. So the people running the Rays clearly know how to build a good baseball team. But just think how much better of a baseball team they would build if they were able to adequately spend money. Like not a huge amount of money, but if the Rays payroll could consistently be a hundred million dollars, they would be even better than where they are, and they might have won the World Series by now. The lack of spending is holding these teams back. Teams like the Rays who aren't spending money. A lot of people are using the Mets and the Padres as examples of why you shouldn't spend to build a team, but look at the Philadelphia Phillies. They have Bryce Harper. They have Trey Turner. They have a stacked roster that they mostly bought and paid for, and that team is on the cusp of doing something special this postseason. They went through the wild card. Now they won the first game against the Atlanta Braves. I don't know how that series is going to pan out, but this is a team that just last season made the World Series by spending a lot of money on their baseball team. That old school, let's just buy a good baseball team can still happen to a certain extent. The Rays at the end of the day are one of the most consistent teams in all of baseball. I'll give them that. But is that enough? You know what you're going to get from them. Never again will you ever doubt them in the regular season, but at the same time, no matter how good they are, will you ever pick them to win the World Series next year or any year? And the biggest problem is nothing is going to change. They'll win a lot of regular season games. They have a really good manager in Kevin Cash. They are a stable organization, but the best free agents in baseball are never going to say, I want to go down to Tampa Bay because they know that Tampa Bay is not going to spend money to get those kind of players. I do feel bad at the end of the day that they don't have a loyal fan base. They've been a really consistent organization, more consistent than my Boston Red Sox, more consistent than the New York Yankees, way more consistent than the Baltimore Orioles or the Toronto Blue Jays. They have been the most consistent team in the AL East the last 15 years. They should have a proud and loyal fan base, but they couldn't even get a 15,000 crowd to go to a wild card game. That is the wildest thing of all, is that if they had a loyal fan base, the team would be more profitable, and maybe the owners would be willing to spend more money on the team. I mean, I don't know. The other part of it is they have the absolute worst ballpark in baseball. I mean, it is silly what counts as a home run in that ballpark. It's silly the look of that stadium. I mean, Tropicana is not Fenway Park. It's not Wrigley. It's not Yankee Stadium. No baseball player, even the players that play on the Rays, have ever said that their favorite ballpark to play in is Tropicana Field. I'm someone who started to watch baseball in 2007 when the Boston Red Sox won the World Series, and in 2008 was the year that the Tampa Bay Rays emerged. They were no longer the Devil Rays. They had, were establishing stars like Scott Casimir, Carl Crawford. They had Carlos Pena, who was a great free agent acquisition. They were an exciting ball club. Then they went to the World 
World Series. They lost the World Series. Nobody thought that they were here to stay. They felt like a Cinderella story. They felt like a team who was going to be irrelevant in the next five years. That was not the case. I mean, what's really rare about the Rays is their consistency. They weren't one-hit wonders. They went to another World Series against the Mighty Dodgers. Now, they lost that series, but still, the fact that they had a chance to beat the Dodgers, the fact that they were competing with the team with twice their payroll is impressive. But at the same time, the novelty kind of runs off. Like, I don't care anymore if you're winning baseball games without spending money. You're clearly good at your job. That's great. Baseball is about winning. That's what gets remembered. We remember the team that wins. Remember the Cleveland Indians almost beat the Chicago Cubs in the 2016 World Series. The Cleveland Indians are not high spenders. They don't spend a lot of money. They were in it with a young team led by Francisco Lindor. That was a really good baseball team. Do you know why we're not going to remember that baseball team? Because they lost the World Series. That would have been a great story, but the team that won was the Chicago Cubs with Chris Bryant, with Anthony Rizzo, with John Lester. That's the team we're going to remember. We remember the winners. Nobody is going to remember the Tampa Bay Rays unless they win the World Series. I believe what the Rays should do this offseason is improve their starting pitching staff, and there's two free agent starting pitchers that I would go after if I were them. The first one is Kyle Hendricks of the Chicago Cubs. This is a big game pitcher. He has pitched in a team that won the World Series. He's been with the Chicago Cubs. I think he's been one of baseball's most underrated starters. He's not going to cost them a boatload of money. He's near the end of his career. Give him a two to three year deal at a reasonable price. He is the type of guy I'm talking about. Like the Rays need an experienced starting pitcher who you know is going to pitch every fifth day and give you a lot of innings. The Rays cannot go into next season needing to rely too heavily on their bullpen again or things will end the same way they always end for the Rays, them losing in October. The other name starting pitcher I would go after is Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is on the Minnesota Twins. I think Sonny Gray isn't the ace that a lot of us thought he would become, but he is another guy who is reliable. He's surprisingly good at times. He's a free agent. That's another guy who would fit with the Rays. He didn't do well in a big market like New York, but in Tampa, I think he would be perfect. Those are the kind of guys the Rays should be after. Starting pitchers who aren't going to cost you a lot of money, but who are really solid and can surprise you at times. These are big-name pitchers. They have pitched in big games. Kyle Hendricks has pitched in big games. Sonny Gray has pitched in big games. He just won a wildcard game for the Minnesota Twins. That's the type of guy who should be on the Rays starting pitching staff. And yeah, absolutely I would want the Rays to be on some bigger names. Like, surprise me. I don't want them to spend $200 million on one player because that's not realistic. But give a good player who would surprise me a decent amount of money. That's what I want from the Rays most of all. I want them to surprise me. They haven't made a move in a while where I was like, wow, that's really 
really interesting. That's going to pay off. I know they make under-the-radar moves that end up paying off, like getting a guy who hits 30 home runs out of nowhere, like an Austin Meadows type, but I need something else from them. I need them to make a move where I go, wow, the Rays are really in it, because I'm not really high on the Rays, because I've been there and I've done that. They've been a great story, but I think that story is wearing thin on people, because they haven't won the World Series yet, and nobody really believes that's going to happen for them anytime soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <music>